the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. I love the Bible. It's an awesome book that's filled with awesome promises. Promises of things that God said that he was willing and wanting to do for me and you. That'll flat out be a blessing to me and you when he does what he said he'll do. One of those awesome promises is to bring recovery and restoration of all that has been lost and are stolen in our lives. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovery and restoration to be true. Do whatever he wants us to do. And it'll be a promise that God does for me and you. Now that's an awesome promise. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about what the Bible has to say to you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, pride contributes to the scattering of people. Turn to Proverbs chapter 21, please. But how you expect me to trust them, Pastor? I don't. You're supposed to trust the Lord, not them. You keep your eyes fixed on him and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 24. It says, proud and haughty scorner is his name. Talking about who? Who dealeth in proud wrath? So you're going to be a proud and haughty scorner. Always got something negative to say. Always got some back talk. Always got some stuff that you're going to be saying. Why is that? Because anybody that's proud deals in wrath. They deal in wrath. See, pride can cause people involved in broken relationships to deal in wrath. Where they just so hurt. Somebody say so hurt. Where they are so hurt that they are now dealing in pride. Because they... They're in proud wrath. Literal Hebrew puts it this way, in the wrath of pride. In the wrath of pride. See, pride, if left unchecked, has wrath that comes along with it. Wrath is strong, stern, or fierce anger. Strong, stern, or fierce anger. I trusted you. You hurt me. You played me. You did me wrong. And it hurt me to my core. I am deeply resentful. I have deeply resentful indignation towards you. Deeply. Deep resentful indignation. Which makes it difficult to be around a person that you resent like that. I don't care how nice they are. You still resent. You resent them. You resent, especially if they're having a good time. 
And they just grinning. They got their arm all around you and stuff like that. They just act like ain't nothing happening. You just like, don't, 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 don't touch me. Don't, don't, no, don't. Well, come on, baby. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just do this. You're like, no, let's, let's, let's not. Not, not, not today. I'm, I'm not ready yet. Say, baby, it's been three years. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Once again, you're dealing with a man. Well, when you gonna be ready? I don't know. I do. <laughs> Check out. Just like I'm teaching real good up here. Deal with wrath. Wrath is also vengeance or punishment as the consequence of anger. Vengeance or punishment as the consequence of anger. Well, we've been hurt so bad that remember, hurting people hurt people, and we want vengeance. We we want vengeance. We say we don't because we know the Bible says vengeance is mine and I repay, saith the Lord. That don't change that we still want it. Hallelujah. Well, we want to punish. We want them to be punished for what they did. Turn to Proverbs chapter 15. And see, if you got the kind of attitude with the person that God's trying to bring you back together with, I don't care what level of relationship it is. It's not going to work. It's a wall between you. Because see, if you raffle, it also stirs up more strife. Verse 18 says, a raffle man stirreth up strife. Notice that a raffle man stirreth up strife. Remember, every time stuff try to get settled, it gets stirred back up again. Every time it's trying to settle, a raffle person will stir it right back up again. But he that is slow to anger appeases strife. See, raffle people keep stuff stirred up. It keeps stuff going. And that, of course, makes the restoration of relationship difficult, to say the very least. But, but being slow in our anger appeases strife. It appeases strife. The word appeases means to repose. Repose. That's like a, a sophisticated word for like chilling out, laying down, relaxing, you know. In other words, it causes strife to settle down and rest. So if you're going to get back together with, with, and, and enjoy the relationship that God wants to restore back with you, you got to let some stuff rest. You got to let some stuff rest. I'm going to give you the list later on stuff you're going to have to let the list rest. But you got to let some stuff rest. Don't keep stirring it back up again. Don't keep stirring it back up again. I said don't keep stirring it back up again. Turn to Proverbs chapter 10. You got to let it rest. Proverbs chapter 10. Verse 12. It says hatred stirreth up strifes. Now, that's what a lot of us have experienced. We got hatred on the inside of us because it went down. We hate what happened. We hate how it happened. We hate that it happened. We hate the person that caused it to happen. Come on now, you go there too. We, 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 We hate how I felt when it happened. We hate how I look. Hate what I had to go through. Sometimes we might have had to go through a financial destitution for a little while. Or sometimes we got seen like got left out by ourselves for a little while. We had to then, we hate that we had to answer questions when people was asking us questions, where they at, don't be asking me where they at. We, we hated everything that was attached to this. So all this hating left residue inside of me and you. Amen. And that hatred stirs up more strife. And then now that they back, you hate that they back. And if they glad they back, you hate that they happy. You so happy, I ain't happy. Y'all thrilled about this. I ain't thrilled about this. Y'all hugged up. I'm like, I hate that your arm around me. I hate that you with me. I hate that you're trying to hold my hand. No, I don't want to go out on no date. I hate, I hate all of this. And you stir, stir back up stuff. But 
Love covereth all sins, but love covereth all sins. I like that. Now, hatred stirs up stuff. Now, that word hatred right there is talking about the feeling of intense dislike, enmity, intense dislike. Not that I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this intensely. I don't like this at all. Enmity. Enmity is hostility. And hostile people are some hurtful people. But once again, love covers all sin. Now, notice, I don't know if you notice. I'm going to bring it to your attention. The last two verses that we read presented two possibilities in the same verse. Two different possibilities in the same verse. That's because we always have an opportunity to go in one of two directions when we're faced with situations in our life. Well, it's got an opportunity to go one of two directions. We can either go one way or the other. It's our choice. We can do the one thing or the other. Choice is ours. And when it comes to the recovery and restoration of relationships, we always have the opportunity to go one way or the other. There's two directions you can go. We can either allow hatred to be able to cause us to stir up more stuff, or we can act in love and cover all the sins. Either we can continue to be wrathful and stir up more stuff, strife, or we can slow our anger so that we can put an end to strife. The choice is ours. The choice is ours. Well, give me them choices again, Pastor. If I give them again, you ain't going to like them no better because I gave them to you when I gave you the verses. But let me render it down to the real two choices. The choice is ours. Now, God's desire is to bring recovery and restoration of the relationship. Satan's desire is to continue to steal from us the opportunity to have and enjoy the relationship. So our choice will show to whom will we cooperate? With whom will we cooperate? Will we cooperate with God for the recovery and the restoration of the relationship? That's one path. Or will we cooperate with the devil for the continuation and perpetuation of the brokenness of the relationship? That's what the real choice is. The choice isn't whether I'm going to love. The choice is, is whether you're going to follow God. The choice isn't whether you're going to stop stirring up stuff. The choice is if you're going to follow, yield to God and follow God. That's the choice. Or are you going to cooperate with the devil and then go in the direction he wants you to go and continue to perpetuate and, and, and continue and perpetuate the broken relationship so that you can make what the devil wanted happen? Because remember, everybody wants something to happen. God wants restoration. Devil wants the relationship tore up. Devil came in and tore it up. Here come God trying to put it back together again. He said, I know God can't put it together unless you cooperate with God. So I'm going to convince you to cooperate with me rather than cooperate with God. That's why I'm going to show you things, even if there are imaginations in your mind. That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show you things and remind you of things that they used to do. I'm going to make sure you live in the past, male or female. I'm going to make sure you live in the past. And you are constantly reminded about what they did, how they played you, how you felt. And I'm going to let you see whether or not you can stay in the spirit or will you get back in the flesh like everybody else. He said, I'm betting on flesh. All the little demons getting around. They're throwing their little demon money forward. Praise God. They say, give me flesh for 100. Praise God. Hallelujah. The desire belongs to God and the devil. But the choice is yours. See, our choice will cause one of or the other to be able to happen. Our choice will cause one or the other to get their desire. If we had the ability to look into the spirit world, one's going to be disappointed, one's going to be cheering and excited. One's going to be disappointed, one's going to be cheering and excited. Either the devil 
or God. Now, we can sit up in here and say God all we want to. Because in this case, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Because our actions tell us what's really going to happen. See, our actions will assist in the restoration of the relationship or they'll perpetuate the brokenness of the relationship. Our actions will either assist in the restoration of the relationship or they'll perpetuate the brokenness of the relationship. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. It says, he that cover the transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. He that covereth the transgression seeketh the love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Now, our actions will either facilitate the restoration of relationship or it'll separate what God is trying to put back together. It'll either facilitate the restoration of the relationship or it will it will separate that which God has put back together. Now, that word separateth also translates scatter abroad and sever self. Scatter abroad and sever self. And remember, it's got an ETH on it, which means this keep on happening. So we'll either separateth and scattereth it abroadeth and severeth ourselves over and over and over again. Well, we'll scatter abroad what God is trying to bring back together by our action. Notice, we will scatter abroad that which God is trying to bring back together. But every time God brings it back together, we separate it again. Then God brings it back together, we separate it again. We scatter it, slang it as far as we can. Or we'll, se- how about this one? We sever ourselves. It says sever self. It says sever ourselves from that which God is trying to put together by our actions. I, I get the privilege to do hospital visits sometimes. When I say privilege, you know, it's a privilege to be able to go in and pray for people and encourage them while they're in the midst of their situations and stuff like that. But I've seen people, praise God, where they got, you know, you know, stuff stuck in them, monitors all stuck on them and stuff like that, and maybe IVs in them and things like that to help them, you know, trying to get them better life and, you know, make them feel better in life. But some folk hard-headed, and they just don't want it to happen for whatever reason. I don't think I ought to be laying here, Pastor. Well, you laying there. Look at you. You all jacked up. Just lay there and, 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 and let it happen. Let God be God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Let him get you. Say, quit being so hard-headed. Praise God. I've seen people pull IVs out and pull monitor, pull monitor stuff off and, and, and get their little sick, silly, sick, sick, silly self up off, off the bed. Ain't got no business out there. I'm like, if you don't lay down. And I've I seen where the nurses trying to come in, male and female, try, and they fighting nurses. You're like, if you don't quit fighting, this person is trying to help you. And they refuse to take the medication. I will not take the medication. And, stuff. and they just arguing and you're like, why are you so hard at it? But then you stop. So wait a minute. Ain't that like most of the body of Christ with God? He's trying to help them, but they just pulling off the help, severing themselves. Want to sign themselves out. I don't think I should be. I'm going to sign myself. No, you can sign yourself out. You got the right. But then they have, usually have you sign something right up under there and say, but if I die, I ain't suing. Your, your people can't sue me. That's basically, you know, it's got better verbiage because the lawyers will put it together. Praise God. But it's, it's basically sign right here, please. Because if you're going to be an idiot, you're, you, you're taking this all on yourself. And God be trying to do this, but we keep messing it up ourselves. Let me read it out of the Bible and basically, I might be able to do it with a better job with it there. Because it's our actions that's doing the severing. The Bible in basic English renders this verse this way. It says, he, will, he who keeps a sin covered is looking for love. But he who keeps on talking of a thing makes division between friends. I read it again. He who keeps a sin covered is looking for love. 
But he who keeps on talking, that wasn't, that wasn't the reason why they was quiet. Okay. He who keeps the sin covered is looking for love. But who, he who keeps on talking of a thing makes division between friends. So when we cover a sin, we don't focus on it anymore. Because it's covered now. Even though it's still there, it's covered, so we don't focus on it anymore. Thereby affording us the opportunity to look for love. Because we can now look for love because we ain't focusing on the offense no more. So we can now look for love and try to make love happen. But if we don't cover the sin, then we'll keep looking at it. Because there it is. And eventually start focusing upon it. Mm-hmm. And thereby keep talking about it. Well, we keep bringing it up over and over and over again. And I keep it on talking about it will keep causing division between us and the person that, whom God is trying to restore a relationship with about it. He'd be like, would you just shut up about that? That was then. What have I been doing lately? Come on, Janet Jackson. What have I done for you lately? But look, and even if you don't tell them to look, you looking and you still stand at that same mess that happened a long time ago. You sever yourself from being able to do what God wants to do. Because you keep talking about it, it will separate. Because that person will be like, man, forget this. I'm out of here. I am not going to keep dealing with this. And they might even try to ask you, baby, baby, please, baby, please. They might try to talk to you about it. But see, they run to that hardened head with that false thought stuck up in there. And then you come back later and say, see, I knew it wasn't God. Because if it was God, it'll work. No, if it, God, if it was God, you would have cooperated with him. And it was God. You just didn't cooperate with him. Does that make sense? Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're almost through. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. It says, but foolish. Now, it's talking right here about, you know, don't be getting caught up with, you know, no people doing dumb stuff and teaching stupid things and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Walking around asking you, you're like, what color was Adam and all that kind of stupid stuff. And, you know. Can God build a rock big enough he can't pick up and stuff, you know? Don't, don't get in all that. Don't just, just leave that alone. This is what he's trying to tell you. Because he tell you why you don't want to get caught up like that. But there's a principle also. It just doesn't apply with dealing with fools in that direction. But it also shows you not to be a fool, too. And what not to do to be a fool. Because a lot of us, we laugh at a fool for doing it, but we turn around and do it. We just do it in another perspective. Here's what they do. Verse 23, it says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. Notice, foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. If the person comes back, when, excuse me, Lord, when the person comes back, don't be asking them foolish and unlearned questions. I just, I just need to understand. Get your understanding from God. You don't want understanding from them. You want understanding from God. So you don't ask them. You ask God. And God will tell you, don't ask me no foolish questions either. <laughs> but foolish and unlearned questions, you know, in some kind of a way. Foolish and unlearned questions avoid. So you got to avoid these. You got to avoid these. That don't, that don't mean they're not out there. It's kind of like you have to avoid fools on the highway. They're there. When I came here to San Antonio, I found out about this thing called defensive driving. That like blew my mind when I first read it. Defensive driving? What am I, what, what is this like, you know, um, 
what, 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 demolition derby or something? Until I look like, yep, it sure is. So you got to learn to defend. So as you driving, you got to be like looking at all the wrong sides. So if it try to come, you got to like change your directions and you get, <laughs> you know, when, especially when you're getting their exits because the person three lanes over might wait right till they get to the exit and cut straight across the expressway and then go. So you got to learn to be defensive. Why? Why? Because you want to avoid accidents. And we have to learn to avoid food. There are opportunities for dumb questions always going to come up because your mind going to be bringing back. Devil going to be bringing back to you things. Ask him this. Was it better for you to be with them than it was for me? Don't ask him that. Don't ask him. That's a foolish, unlearned question. Why did you need to talk to them? Don't ask them that. You don't. You can't handle the truth. Just leave all that alone. Just be thankful that God is bringing it back together and just come on, like wipe everything off from the past. Don't don't go there and just move forward into your wonderful future together. Starting today. I'm teaching like a mug. Lee, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. You don't look like you listening. Leave the questions alone. Look at the neighbor on the other side and say, I was right. They wasn't listening to me either. So I'm going to tell you, leave the questions alone. Verse 23 says, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Why do I avoid them? Knowing that they do. They do gender strike. They do, they do, they do. Knowing that they do gender gender strike. He ain't saying knowing that they gender strike. Knowing that they do gender strike. They do. Well, this one won't. They do. They do, man. They do. Watch. Oh, why'd you do that? And then you all hurt when they give you the answer. Y'all messed up because they didn't get you an answer. You asked them. Now you're like, we threw. We threw. What? You asked? Verse 24. And see, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. After teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. And, 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 that, and, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what the Bible has to say about the awesome promise of recovering restoration that our loving God wants to bring our way. I hope even more that you're seeing that it's true, that recovering restoration really is available to me and you. God wants to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you of everything that has been lost and or stolen from me and you. So let's let God do what he says he wants to do. That is bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. 
We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. It's always best, though, when you get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something I invite all of you married people out there to do. So, to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And your boo is the one you're married to. Your marriage will never be the same. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.